Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of keepthechange.co.nz's Money Mail. If you haven't already, please leave a five-star review that will help this content get in front of even more people so that we can help them learn through this tough time that we find ourselves in. Or maybe we are going into, maybe it's not like that for you, but definitely the noise is that things are going backwards and things are, are getting harder. But do not dream that it is over, because... There's still plenty to be done, plenty to be grateful for, and it's an amazing time to be alive, although we're sort of led to believe that that may not be the case and may not be the case later this year. But I'm not giving up, fuck that, let's roll. So, this week what we're looking at is the fact that in 2022, Kiwis lost over $180 billion. And I'd imagine that this is actually more because this data is only actually from the 1st of January through to the end of September. Nine months, not 12 months. Now, if we then go, what happened October, November, December, things haven't been getting greater or better in terms of asset values and stuff. So we may be looking at a year where we might have lost $250 billion and... You know, some for some people that will have impacted them more than others. Let's dive into this and understand exactly, exactly how this works. Now, every month, as you know, I go through a process of calculating my net worth. A lot of you hopefully have picked up this habit too. Assets minus your liabilities or your debts. But there's some accounting lingo. and These are the sorts of things that I want you to learn, right? Because the whole point of Keep the Change was going, okay, if this is good enough in business for people to learn these things, how can we take some of these principles and apply them over into our personal lives as well? So total assets minus your total liabilities gives you your net worth. In accounting, we call this a balance sheet or a statement of financial positions. That's one of the statements that businesses get at the end of the financial year once all of their uh, numbers are crunched and the abacus has been thrashed. Now, you may be familiar with the statement of financial position yourself because the bank will most likely ask you for this when you go to borrow or even if you try and take out a new cue card to buy a sexy wee leather armchair like I did, they'll want to know what your position is. And what they're basically trying to understand is, okay, what is your position? What are your assets? What are your debts? And then they can figure out, okay, what's the risk that if we lend this person money that they won't be able to repay it? What are we exposing ourselves to? And then obviously they want to know, okay, what money have you got coming in? What are your outgoings and things like that too? So that's why I teach people and say, do this yourself every month. Because at some stage in your life when you go to get debt, you'll have to do it anyway. And a mortgage advisor may hold your hand like Mikey, for instance. But if you go and get some consumer finance debt, you might have to key in some of these things online. And you should have a good understanding of this shit because why not? Now, it's a great way to keep an eye on what is happening in your financial life as well. And doing this monthly is even more of a good habit to build to be able to continuously do it to start to see what's going on for yourself. And then from there, you're probably more likely to make better decisions going forward. Because say you take out a new form of credit, you know that the next time you do your monthly net worth calculation, okay, now I need to add that line of credit into my balance sheet, my statement of financial position, my debts, and you will be tracking the balance of that debt. So you try to give your brain a prompt to think about this stuff and to do it more regularly than what society teaches us, which is basically just when we go and get some more debt. 
to think about this shit. So we want to be thinking about it going forward. And also, of course, you've got tools where people are starting to plan for retirement and things. And so it's very useful in that space as well. Okay, what assets am I going to have by the time I get to that age? When will they start to uh, erode or what will happen? How long will they last me? All of those types of things. And what will happen if I take 10% of those each year? And you can start to run these sorts of calculations. So you want to learn this shit at some stage, right? Now, from there, hopefully, you make good choices and changes as well, so you might not take that next level of debt, or you might try and clear some of your higher interest debt, so that you can try to build up your net worth and have more assets than your liabilities over time and continue to grow that number and and hit it in the right direction. Now, paying down debt is a great play at present with interest rates being so high, meaning you get a guaranteed return. We've spoken about that previously. What that means is that you might do your own net worth and your calculation and realize, okay, I've got three lines of credit through consumer, buy now, pay later, um, and even a car loan or something. You're trying to work out, okay, which one of those should I be attacking to try and pay down? And it's a guaranteed return. Investing doesn't seem sexy at the moment because you know no one's talking about it. It's all gone. Um, it's gone out of the media headlines. And there's no massive things about people setting up share groups and stuff because people are getting a guaranteed return by paying down their debt or even using a term deposit or things like that. But remember that if you do have debt, that yes, it may be boring paying that shit down, but you get a guaranteed return because you're decreasing your exposure to interest rates which are higher than they have been for some time. Now, the reason we're talking about this too is that Statistics New Zealand regularly do this exact same calculation for all New Zealand households combined. They've just released data for the end of September 2022 and it says that household net worth sits at 2250 billion. This is all assets owned by Kiwi households less the value of all of their debts. Now in December 2021 it was 2428 billion which was the height of the asset or assets bubble, and before things started to really turn. So I think, you know, Bitcoin was still cranking back then, house prices were nuts, and people were in the FOMO mode, the markets were going bloody good, November, December 2021, and then it all started to turn in January 2022, didn't it? So if you've been worried about your house price, shares, KiwiSaver, you're not the only one, because the value of all of these things is coming backwards. So if you track this stuff, you'll notice that a lot of these things aren't actually going the direction that they ordinarily would. And that can be quite confronting and daunting and can lead you to a point of, well, what's the point of even putting your money into my KiwiSaver uh, or even putting money into the share market, all those types of things, right? And that's fair enough to, to come to that conclusion, but we know that we need to build consistent habits over time and that's the thing that ends up rewarding us because if we get stuck in that, well, what's the point it's very then hard to convince ourselves that there is a point at some stage. So what is your counter-argument to when does it become a point to do these things again once you, don't, once you stop giving up as such and have to get back into that mode of, okay, now I'm going to need to start investing again or adding to my KiwiSaver. It's very hard to then convince yourself to get back onto that right track. So that's why you want to try and build these good habits so that you can actually rely on them to compound over time. So in the first nine months of 2022, household net worth dropped by basically $180 billion, which is about 7.4%. When Statistics New Zealand released the data for December 2022, you could probably be pretty sure it would have dropped again. Perhaps, perhaps Kiwis will have lost 225 or $250 billion plus in 2022. Now this is happening, of course, because house prices continue to drop and household debt is increasing too. 
does it really matter unless you're trying to leverage off of your asset prices or needing the wealth anytime soon? Now, what I mean by that is a lot of this wealth is just on paper, right? And so it's basically just what's going on in the economy and it's getting pushed up uh, on paper and it's all good and well to track our net worth, but does it really matter if our house price is going down, if we've got no intention to borrow against that to then get a rental property, say, or to sell it anytime soon? You know, and that's why there's no real point. Like people will teach you, stop checking your stocks every day. Stop checking what your house price is every day. But these are these things that we do because we've now got access to this information and we're so close to it. So what we're trying to really do is build the consistent healthy habits to combat us from freaking out periodically throughout the year. So what that means is that we look at this data and we go, oh wow, you know, it's really bad and we have the the wealth effect uh, kicking in where we're thinking, okay, asset values are going down, this isn't great for the wealth effect, we feel like we are less wealthy when we look at our sharesies, our KiwiSaver, all these things. But often for many of us, we may overthink it because if we zoom out, we're still making uh, progress over time. So that's why we want to be building in good, consistent, healthy habits. And that's going to help combat us reading these articles, seeing this stuff and going, shit, you know, what's going on here? People are losing money. They may not even need that or may not even have access to it. It could just be on paper and it could just be a blip in the radar. And I recently put a graph of household net worth coming back down on the Keep the Change Instagram story. If you don't have uh, Keep the Change on Instagram, grab that, you'll see heaps more content. And I basically then just put a line through the the average of how it's been tracking over years and over decades. And you can see that it's still heading up to the right. And that's what we want to see, right? We want to see that the habits that we are doing are creating an increase in our net worth, i.e. increasing our asset values, and decreasing the debts that we have. Now also, what I want you to remember is that during that real bubbly time we all got pretty hooked on, which was from March 2020 to December 2021, which is basically two years, right? But that was all through the pandemic. There was plenty of money printing. All of that shit was going on. There was so much access to credit, and there was just there was so much stimulus is the term. But people would say those years were really hard. But for household net worth, it was cranking. People were getting richer. The rich were getting richer is the saying. And our net worth went up in that time period by $620 billion, 620. So even though in the first nine months of 2022, we wiped off $225 billion, well, we were up $620 billion from March 2020 to December 2021. So now we're just kind of coming back to the path that we were on. And this is the term regression to the mean, I think it is for you statisticians and calculus nerds out there I think it's probably more stats than calc but it's a long time since I was doing some NCA level shit but this is a term where things will usually calm back down to the mean or to the average and this is also that concept that I speak to you about every now and then about your kind of inner thermostat where you will usually bring yourself back to your kind of average of what you'll do so say you decide that you're going to run a marathon once in your lifetime. Well, if you're not really a runner, you have to do all of this training and and you're running and your Ks and all your chat's going to be about running and fucking what gel shall I take and talking to your mates about it and it becomes this thing that is just so massive to you but it's actually, if you zoom out on your life, like once you've completed it, you probably 
come back to the mean of like, oh, I've done that now. I don't need to fucking follow all of the Insta runner people, figure out what the best shoes are to wear, go to the physio to get my Achilles massaged out. All these little things that you never really did in your life become really common for you and really applicable, but then you regress, if, if that's the word, hopefully, your regression to the mean means that you will then just settle back down to your thermostat of, I'm not really a runner, or, hey, that was all good and well, but I you know, I might run. You go back to whatever you used to run prior to doing that marathon. And that's a, an easy way to kind of understand that concept of how we will usually go back to the same sorts of things. And so, you know, you might uh, start saving and all of a sudden, if if you compare someone who saves consistently 10 to 15 to 20% of their income, right? Every single payday, no matter what they get paid. As their income increases, they will save more and they will do it. And their net worth will increase because they'll be building up their assets and hopefully they'll have less debt as well because they'll have good financial habits. Now, if you compare that to someone who all of a sudden gets a bonus and they're like, oh, I might save now because I have a bonus, they'll just crank money aside into that account. But there's a high likelihood that they'll end up dipping into those savings and they will spend that money because that's what they've done with all of their other pays. So they believe that to save, you have to have a trigger being a bonus for them to become a saver. So for them, and I know some of you will be listening to this going, fuck, that is me, and I'm not having to crack at you, it's because I've done the same thing, okay? So then what we do is we go, wow, I got my bonus, I put some aside, um, sucks if you've got a student loan and paying tax too, you're probably paying 45%, by the time you pay 33% tax on it and then 12% uh, off over onto your student loan, you're only left with 50, 55% of your bonus anyway, let's say it's a 10k bonus, let's just use round figures, you're left with five and a half grand, you decide I'm going to treat myself with a thousand of that, but I'm going to save four and a half grand. Could just about guarantee you that in the next 12 months you will spend that money because you're not building a financial discipline of every week, fortnight, month, whatever your frequency of pay is, that you will save something. So that is what you want to do. You want to create new habits or habits that are going to set you up going forward. So that becomes your new mean and that becomes what you regress back to. Not just, okay, I'm going to, you know, solely just save when I get a bonus. So what about you? Have you been able to increase your savings recently? Because in June and September, the savings ratio data suggested that savings are on the way up. Now this is interesting data coming out of Statistics New Zealand as well for Kiwi households. Back in March 2022, people were really struggling to save any of their disposable income and basically everything earned ended up being spent. But people have been able to increase their savings in June and September. The savings ratio, which compares household savings to net disposable income, is at 3.9%. It's up from 3.1% in the June quarter. An increase in the saving ratio means that households are saving relatively more of their disposable income. Quite interesting, given that prices were still going up, right? And I think we'll see that that may start to turn, but we'll have to wait for this lagging data as we always do. So it's pretty good when you consider prices going up and interest rates going up as well, but we're going to feel the effects of that as we carry on through this year. So you've all obviously been asking for pay rises by the seams of this data, or perhaps making some extra income, which is good and well. So that's probably what's helping people to be able to save something as well. Now this week, Statistics New Zealand also told us that inflation for the December 22 quarter was 1.4%, meaning our annual inflation rate at the end of the year sits at 7.2%. 
Now, I think that money really is on the minds of a lot of Kiwis right now, and that's a good and bad thing. The good thing is that if you're doing things like listening to Keep the Change, you're working out your net worth, you're trying to figure out how to bring some extra income into your household, cut down your expenses that you don't need, uh, plan for changes in your mortgage and interest rate and things like that, it's it's probably good, right? You've got data, you've got a prompt and you've thought, fuck, I'm going to do something about this. Where it is bad is that there's a lot of people around you right now that are freaking out about their cash. Their buy now, pay later is getting out of control. They've gone from you know being the people, the advocates on social media about how great it is to now being like, fuck, I probably can't comment like that anymore because actually I'm one of the one in 10 people that are behind on my buy now, pay later or sheesh, I had to use my credit card to pay for that and now I'm being charged interest on that and the rate's pretty high on that. I was hoping that in 2022 I was going to be able to build my emergency fund and pay down my credit card. I haven't been able to do that. Whatever it is for these people, it's hard for them, right? And it weighs down on them and it can cause a lot of mental stress. So just know that there will be people that are under financial stress just about every room you go into at the moment. And as one of my good mates says, if this is your friends, try and hold some space for those people, I think is the term. But have a chat to your mates about this shit and try like bring it up in convo. You know, are you all good? What do you, like? Do you have a credit card? Like, what? Do you, how do you manage your one? Try and have some of these convos and know that you let your mates know that you're there for them in some of these times. Because again, this is the shit that we don't speak about because it's too embarrassing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right? So, I don't think we should just give up on expecting that we can increase our net worth just because it's coming back at the moment. Um, but we shouldn't give up on each other either and we should try and help people learn and give them good resources. If, you know, if you've got a mate who you might think um, spends and splurges a little bit too much and is a bit loose with their cash, maybe send them some resources like the Keep the Change podcast or an article that you're reading or ask some questions about, bro, what are you doing with your KiwiSaver or what, you know, what, um, how'd you pay for all that or just try and have some of those convos, right? And, and if you are needing help, well then you should never be too ashamed to ask for help and you should Google how do I get financial help? And you will find that there are ways to get help as well and get on top of some of these things. So don't be too ashamed to ask for help. Now I need to go because I'm waiting on some lunch to turn up. So I'm gonna have to cut this short because it's just about here, they reckon. But did you know 4.5% of consumers with credit are currently 30 plus days past due? Nearly one in 20 Kiwis. This is up from 4.2% last month. So things are clearly getting a little bit tighter out there aren't they? But that doesn't mean that we should stop our good financial habits and keeping our money on our mind and making sure that we're looking after ourselves and each other out there. I'll see you on the next lesson.